Bonjour. Bonjour. And welcome to Foreplay Matters. Because it matters. I'm Madame Boku. And I'm Madame Wee. And we have a special guest today. Mr. Fluid. In the <laughs> Hello, house. ladies. Hello, ladies. Thank you so much for having me back. I'm so ready to see what scandalous <laughs> conversation we get into today. <laughs> yes, definitely. And I mean, we got a lot of good feedback, too, about you, Mr. Fluid. Everyone loves you. Well, that's typically how it is after one hot session with me. I normally get I normally get high ratings. <laughs> <laughs> So this topic today that we're talking about is slut shaming. So how do we feel about that? Gosh, um, uh, that's a wide open question. I know. (laughs) Bad. Now, what what exactly is slut shaming? Like, what? Help me understand, just so I'm on the same page. Yeah, I mean, I know. I can only give it from my perspective. I mean, slut shaming is like someone criticizing you, especially I've always seen it as far as women and girls. And that's why I'm so happy Mr. Flo is here to give his perspective um, because I don't really see men being slut shamed. I mainly see women and girls, um, you know, and it's pretty much, I guess, all about perception or how they're perceived. If they behave a certain way or their appearance is a certain way is with, and there's issues with regards to their sexuality. Um, so that's slut shaming that I kind of know how it is. Madame Boku, you can give your perspective of it, but I know definitely, um, and I, I want to say, I don't know if the um, gay community also says slut shaming or whatever, um, but I know it's, it rarely happens, or I've never seen it happen with heterosexual men. Hmm. Okay, so um, in terms of my perspective, um, definitely agree with um, the things that you mentioned, Madam Wee. Um, you know, I too believe that um, slut shaming can be uh, degrading or belittling a person for participating in actions that are considered reserved for sluts. Um, so, for example, like clothing can be equated. Right. Um, slut shaming, and uh, you know, however she's dressing, that has something to do with her proclivity for sex, or um, if she has a one night stand, or if she's into polyamory, or um, three. Come on, polyamory. Um, what you say? <laughs> no, <laughs> go ahead, I'm listening. Um, it's, it's you know, uh, it can be used. For a person that's just simply a sexual being, sex workers are slut-shamed all the time because of the work that they are um, involved in and because they, you know, want to have equal rights in terms of their jobs. Uh, So, you know, slut-shaming happens in that um, aspect. As far as um, what you mentioned in terms of men, um, I don't know. I've heard the terminology, like, um, for a guy, community dick, right? So I community dick, the guy, he sleeps around. Um, so is that slut-shaming? So it would be very interesting to get a male perspective on this. So the immediate thing that I thought about when you all were talking is I thought about how if a guy says that he has had sex with five different women in a seven-day period, 
he's looked at as, oh, he's a pimp, he's a player. You know, people are intrigued. Who's the girls? How were they? Were they good? What was their specialty? Like, you know, they're trying to get all the information. Now, if a girl says she's had sex for five different men in seven days, that's not the same reaction. Right. Um, and, it's you know, it's a lot of name calling, and they're made to feel less than or disgusting because um, they decided to have a fun week. Um, Rather than it, so that's a like a clear double standard. Um, so that's kind of from a societal standpoint that I've seen it. Another way that I've seen it is um, kind of like from the dating standpoint too. So, for example, if a guy, you know, if a guy has sex with a girl on the first night or first date or whatever. Um, typically, I don't know about you know maybe things are getting a little bit more progressive now, uh, but you know, a lot of guys will put them into a category, and it's you, the the benefits, you, the buddy, you're the, you know, you're the hookup, without even taking time to actually get to know her, right, without taking right. time to see how smart she is, what she has to bring to the table, you know, what her favorite foods and shit is. Um, he's already put her over here in this category of, oh, well, you're that type of girl, you know, you're cute and all, but you're just going to be one I call to hook up. Um, which is not fair, right? Because it's just like, didn't both of you have sex with each other on the first so, Exactly. So she's supposed to sit here and still get to know you and, ho- you know, and respect you, but you just over here not even giving her a shot um, and possibly being defamatory about who she is as a person to your friends because y'all both decided to have fun one night. Like, so that definitely, that happens often. I see that often. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I mean, do you feel that, because just like you said, as far as the times, I mean, I definitely know when we were growing up, it was like, okay, slut shaming was like a big thing. And now that's like millennials and Generation Z. And it's like, and then also, you know, women, um, the whole Me Too movement and just everything that's happening. I feel like, I don't know if the, if the word slut is starting to become a source of power for girls and women, because exactly what you just said it's like we both had a one-night stand. So why is it that you're looking at me different? Because for me, it's like, oh, well, I'm kind of reclaiming my power, pussy power. And I'm smart. I'm intelligent. Pussy power. Pussy power. Hashtag pussy power. (laughs) And and, and so therefore, therefore, I'm not going to allow any of that slut-shaming. I'm going to reclaim it. You know, so if someone says, oh, freak, freak, slut, you know, whatever, bitch, whatever, whatever, I'd be like, thank you. You know, so it's like, I think things are a little different now today, as you stated, but it still does happen. I think the way you described it is kind of like when, you know, the black community said, you know, take back the N-word and, you know, made it, you know, took ownership of it and just, didn't didn't took away the negativity of it. I don't know if that's necessarily happening with slut because I don't mm-hmm. see many girls going around. Saying, What's up, my slut? Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is my best slut. Her name is Tiffany. Um, <laughs> I don't think there's. I don't think they're saying this is my best bitch either. But they're saying bitch all the time too. I mean, some people might be like, this is my ride of that bitch right here. Um, but but um, I do think that it's losing some of its um, energy, right? Because you give words energy, you being the right. person that's receiving it, right? If somebody's sitting there calling you names and your face, saying all these other things, 
the only way that the, anything that they're saying, any of their actions, any of their words is going to have power is if you give it power. And you're giving right. it power by responding and by giving it emotion and, and you know, giving it energy and your time. So I think um, it's losing its kind of power and it's like energy because people are – it's being dismissed more, right? Right, right. So it's kind of like you said, like, boy, shut the fuck up. Like, you know what I mean? It's not really like, oh, my God, I can't believe you just said that. It's not really doing that. It's so so that's what I've noticed um, anyways, um, that it's the energy and the, the steam and the momentum behind the word is kind of um, dissipating. Yeah, really I, I kind of agree. What do you think, Madam Boko? Well, uh, you know, you mentioned reclaiming your pussy power, hashtag, hashtag, hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> a few years ago, um, Amber Rose um, came up with a foundation uh, for women's empowerment, and she um, started to head um, what's called now um, a slut walk. And oh, so, yeah. Um, I understand that they do it um, on the West Coast. They also do it on the East Coast. It's annual now. I think it's been around for almost – um, 10 years, but it was really around um, the kind of backlash that she received, um, you know, juxtaposed to her dating Kanye and uh, with, right. Kalifa and, with Kalifa. Um, they could do what they wanted to do, but if she was even remotely in the same space as another guy, automatically she was sleeping with that guy. Oh, it's another um, dude that she's, you know, trying to, you know, knock down. Right. And so um, she wanted to um, wrap her arms around what is this? Like, why is this? Uh, why is this such a double standard um, when it comes to women um, having the same type of behavior or um, just kind of reveling in their sexuality um, versus if a guy does it? And so she organized this walk. And so the, you know, with the walk, she has, like, thousands of women now um, after all of these years that show up with whatever clothes on, um, right. right on their bodies. You know, um, I still didn't ask for it. Um, you know, whether, no matter what they're wearing, I still didn't ask for it, you know, um, and just embracing that. So I think that that um, movements like that and also me too help to destigmatize, um, you know, the, the word, uh, you know, uh, Mr. Fluid talked about, you know, giving words power, um, and that's very true. And, uh, but I also believe that words can have power based on how other people interpret those words. Um, a few right. years ago, I was uh, victimized. I was sexually assaulted, and it was a very public event. It was in the newspapers, and those words had power. Um, it right. didn't matter if I responded to what was said in the papers or not, those words still had power. They had power with regard to people that were attached to me or my family or, um, you know, me, my job, all of these things. So, um, yes, I definitely see and appreciate that the word um, and the concept um, has been um, destigmatized, but I do believe that there's still a lot of work to do. Right. I, I agree. I mean, and I guess because, like you were saying, you start to look at society and culture, you know, and the history of the slut shaming, the origin of it and everything. And 
explain how it all started because of feminism and, you know, our sexual revolution and all the things that we had to do for women's rights and so forth. But, um, of course, you know, a lot of premarital sex and us just trying to get birth control and the women's rights that we're trying to get, that was applied to us. Now, do you think because of the generation and the society and the culture that we're in now, the modern society with social media, the social media platforms, you know, including YouTube, Instagram, and, you know, that instant gratification, and, and then also having that platform, do you think that has helped to kind of move this in a better direction of, um, you know, that word, reclaiming that word and giving power to that word of making it not so much a negative thing, but a positive thing? Oh, I definitely think that your um – I definitely think that generations have something to do with it too, right? Mm -hmm. Because when you are, you know, in a space where, you know, it's not, you know, women are sexually expressive and it is what it is. It's not really a thing that is a form of disgust, but, you know, it's like, oh, great. She's, you know, she's so sexually, you know, she's sexually experimental. I want to date her. I want to holler at her. I want to talk to her, see, you know, see what's up with her rather than relegating her to this box of, oh, I'm only calling you after midnight. Right. So I think there's more of spaces where, um, you know, speaking from the millennial and Gen Z space, um, that's kind of the space that it, that it is. It's like, well, because that word slut isn't even being used that way uh, with that age group as in, oh, this kind of harsh kind of, you know, slap in the face uh, about you feeling free to accept, um, express yourself sexually. How dare you express yourself sexually? This is kind of your scarlet letter that you're going to wear, and you have to walk down the street with it. So it's not really being used in that way. Um, mm-hmm. So it's it, again, it's, it's losing its energy. Um, and you, you mentioned social media, absolutely, because like a lot of these people who have became famous um, off social media or become these social media models right, these sex or have these like 500,000 <laughs> followers, it's sex tape, but it's also just being naked on um, mm-hmm. the Internet. And that's guys and girls um, because, you know, if you go to a guy's page and his shirt's off and he got a ripped body, that picture probably got 4,000 likes. And then you go to the picture of him fully dressed at work and it got like 200. So you, you, it's just like, you know, people just want to see people naked and blah, blah, blah. So it's not, it's less about, oh, how dare you, you know, you're a slut and it's more about, you know, sexual expression. Now, do I think the double standard is completely gone? Absolutely not. I still think that there is a double standard, um, but I don't think it's as, um, as, um, uh, what is the word, guys? You know what I'm saying? I, you know, I don't think it's as, um, what, it's, I don't know it's, it's not like it's it was you, before. Let me just yeah. say that. Yeah, I mean, but also, too, I'll, with social media, um, I'll kind of go to the other side of it, too, because it's kind of like it's it's one spectrum or the other, I will say. So one side is, yes, we're reclaiming, we're we're making it powerful, we're reusing it, women are you know, using that to empower themselves. But then, but I guess that depends on the type of woman as well as what situation or what's happening. So I'm going to put this out there, you know, as far as this whole revenge pornography or revenge porn and slut shaming being used to bully on social media, because that's also happening with this generation as well. You know, um, we're hearing more and more cases 
of slut shaming and 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 going to revenge um pornography to get to get at somebody as far as posting you know intimate photos without consent of someone. We didn't hear that when we were growing up. This is like something that's happening that's leading to bullying, that's leading to more suicides within this generation um, being high. So that's the other side of it too. It's like, I guess the access and people taking intimate photos and just posting them and then it's becoming legal. Well, there are some things that people that actually post can do. Um, it's almost like trademarking um, their photos to protect themselves. Um, but yes, uh, to your point, these things didn't exist you know, um, pre-social media. And so there are proactive things that um, people have to do. Should they have to do it? No. Um, you know, I also want to get into, you know, um, slut shaming and even if we don't use that word and politics and just like equal rights for sex workers, um, Mm. there's slut shaming that's that's happening politically so that there are workers that are not getting the same rights as every other worker. And guess who's, you know, frequenting, you know, prostitutes or sex workers or, you know, it's the politicians, you know. So yeah. there's, there's, a, there's a whole other sub-level that's happening here, even if we're not using the word, even if the word is not as pervasive as it used to be because of social media and the and the. There we go, pervasive. There. That's what I was looking for. <laughs> I knew it was a word. I'm over here like, where is Webster? Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're welcome, Mr. Floyd. Yeah. So, um, uh, so, at, but it's it's great that those things are happening, but then it's still happening on another level. And whether we use the word slut um, or or whatever word that we use, um, there's still another there's still another layer of this that needs to be um, there needs to be some breakthroughs on. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think all of those other things, those are like a larger kind of topics that can be expounded on from like a slut-shaming topic, right? So prostitution, sex workers, what does that look like? And, you know, nude pictures and stuff, yeah. from, you know, being posted illegally. That's copyright issues and yeah. bullying and things like that. Uh, I don't, you know, I think it, it, when people post those things on social media now, I, I don't do this to people, so I can't, I'm, not, I'm, I'm just saying my assumptions, but, you know, I think it's more so for a level of embarrassment and not necessarily for them like, oh, look at you, you're, you're such a slut, but mm-hmm. it's more like just embarrassment. You're naked, you're new, you sent me these pictures and I'm going to show everybody type of thing. Um, but with the, the, with the slut-shaming piece in particular, I think that, um, I think, that it's beautiful that women are starting to express themselves freely sexually um, and being able to openly explore kind of different topics and different um, experiences. And I think it's beautiful that people are doing it collectively and being more vocal about it, right? Because the reality of it is this stuff was happening, period. But people were talking about it and they weren't being open about it, which made it very, like, taboo. Um, right. And some people even jumped on the bandwagon of slut shaming just so they people didn't know that they were doing whatever. Um, mm-hmm. So I just think it's um, 
I just think it's beautiful that they're expressing themselves. I think women should continue to express themselves. Women should continue to learn um, their bodies and their sexualities and be open with that. And if they're with somebody or they're dating somebody who puts them in that after-midnight call and you don't feel comfortable being in that after-midnight call, tell that motherfucker goodbye, okay? <laughs> because, and then go and, and, you know, entertain somebody who right. can appreciate don't, the fact don't that Don't answer the you, phone. How about that? Don't answer the <laughs> Right, and find somebody that can appreciate um, appreciate all of the you know um, experimental things you want to try, and and the fact that you are in tune with your sexuality. Um, yeah, yeah, and I I, I want to kind of switch to slut shaming among gay and bisexual men who are also victimized for slut shaming because of their sexual activity. Um, and being bullied or called sluts um, from heterosexual peers. So I kind of want to, like, talk about that a little bit because we're talking a lot about pussy power and talking a lot about women and girls, but also this is a common, you know, term that's used socially amongst gay and bisexual men as well from their heterosexual peers. Is that true? I've never heard that. Um, I've never heard that. Um, <laughs> uh, I I've heard other names being called. Um, but I haven't heard Likewise. <laughs> I haven't heard slut being one of them. Well not anything the the I've heard other like disrespectful kind of hate hate um names being said. Not um not slut. I haven't heard that one. So um, pretty much they're they're negative terms though. Not that it has to do with sex. Oh, okay. Like okay. The, you know the F word that 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 gay men are called. Uh, it makes my skin crawl to say it, so I'm not saying it. But okay. um, it, it um, but no, I haven't I haven't heard of any heterosexual people calling gay people sluts because they are gay. I haven't. Um, now within the community, uh, the LGBTQ community. <laughs> the funny thing is, <clears throat> this is, you know, I think people who are not sexually fluid are kind of looked at with a side eye or are not uh, sexually expressive or open or have a lot of different partners are kind of side-eyed or kind of the outliers um, versus those who do have a lot of different partners. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I will say the LGBT community, particularly the guys in that community, uh, I think embrace the whole, um, you know, let's experiment with different sexual things and I'm going to have as many partners as I want until I have a reason to stop having all those partners. Mm-hmm. So until I have a reason to settle down, I'm going to have as many partners as I want. Yeah, um, why not? And I feel, and I feel yeah. like that's kind of embraced in the LGBT community. So people who do not prescribe to that, such as myself, um, is kind of side-eyed. So whereas I like to experiment and explore sexuality, I'm not a big proponent of having a whole bunch of partners. Like, that's Mm -hmm. just not not me. Um, But, you know, I'm the one looked at as the unicorn. (laughs) But people who people who do do that, I feel like in that community, it's actually championed and supported and it's looked at as, yeah, What's the problem? That sounds that sounds good to me. You know, it's looked at that way, not necessarily a bad light. Well, that's good. So it's like more people are starting to feel more comfortable in their skin and starting to embrace. I mean, figuring out who they are and ex- and exploring certain things. And it's like other people really shouldn't be 
looking at you and frowning upon it or giving the side eye. Um, Because it's like at the end of the day, it's my business. It's not your damn business. And you know what? Going back to heterosexual for a minute, what I've never understood with guys is that they will meet a girl that's freaky, right? Mm -hmm. Or that's into, like, let's hook up, let's, let's try some shit. And then they put her into this category over here of the after 12 o'clock call without even getting a chance to know her, her job, her personality, any of that. And then they'll go out here and they'll marry a born basic-ass librarian. Nothing wrong with being a librarian if that's your career of choice. However, (laughs) they'll go out and and they will marry somebody or get in a committed relationship with somebody who is not sexually expressive and then go cheat on that person who is not sexually aggressive with somebody who is, or will limit their sexual activity with this person that they have chose to be in a relationship with, and will experiment and explore with a whole nother female that's open and sexually expressive. That has always confused the hell out of me. Like, I'm just like, why don't you get in a relationship with somebody who is sexually expressive rather than someone who's not and then cheating on her with someone who is like this doesn't make sense to me i definitely think that that has a lot to do with societal pressures and the Mm -hmm. complex um as that my wife has to be in this category and right Mm -hmm. is in another category and yeah i agree intertwined they cannot intertwine so um that is that's a whole other conversation there as well we can talk about madonna whore um, <laughs> another show, but um, I definitely think that there's a direct tie to that. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. But I mean, but it needs to get to the point that people start to go after who they're compatible with, because, um, like Mr. Fluid is saying, it's they, like it. They, they need to. Um, you know, you need to be okay to embrace your sexuality. Um, my whole thing is, you need to accept and learn how to enjoy sex and pleasure. Like, it, it's it's not a dirty thing. It's not a bad thing. It's like, sex makes me happy. So at the end of the day, it's like, I'll be a better person. <laughs> now, I know that Mr. Fluid has to... Bussy power. Bussy power. <laughs> I know Mr. Fluid has to jump off. Uh, so I want to thank him for joining the show thus far and providing some... Uh, perspective on slut shaming. Yes, yes. Ladies, continue to be who you are and express yourself freely. And guys, continue to support women who express themselves freely and be with somebody who uh, meets your freak level and not stop out here being with these born chicks and hurting them and breaking their heart and all that shit. And gay people keep gay people keep continuing being free, baby. Yes. <laughs> Bye, y'all. I look Goodbye. forward to uh, chatting with you all again. Take care. Absolutely. Thank you, Mr. Floyd. Bye. Well, Madam Boku, so, um, so that was, that was very interesting. It is very interesting. I think that, you know, um, the, the conversation is so huge and, you know, you get into so many different sub layers and, you know, even when you get to um, just a woman multi-dating, you know, um, and the, the, the concept of that um, actually brings on slut shame and why is she dating more than one guy? Why is she, you know, she might have just got out of a marriage in 20 years. She needs you know. <laughs> You know, it's like she's spreading her wings. She's ready to fly and be free and open. I mean, does it still work? Does it? <laughs> you know exactly because some. You know, it's 
cobwebs up there and you weren't experiencing certain things or exploring certain things. Also, too, it's like you don't even know. I'm glad that you brought that up, being in a marriage of 20 or 25 years. And then it's like, okay, when you're in a marriage, it's like, oh, you're, it may be a certain image or something or the family or or your religious background or whatever it is. And your man, it's like t- telling you how to dress. And then once you're free, it's like, okay, I'm able to express myself. Right. Don't, don't tell me, don't tell me how to dress. Um, and then us women have to start being able to speak out and say, I'm not a slut, but I like to have consensual sex because guess what? I used to work consensual. So why is why can't I just say that instead of you just judging me? I think that that's really important. And I think that shows like this at, and social media and, um, you know, opportunities that just have access to that level of information share is going to be really important, um, especially for women um, who are coming out of long-term relationships, but even for women that are just stepping into their sexuality to know that you are not a slut. You're not because you're a sexual being. You're not a slut because you're curious. You're not a slut because sex feels good, okay? Um, And that um, we have to be, uh, we have to keep hearing that message because it does, it's not an overnight thing that we're going to overcome. We've had this messaging beat into us for years. So it doesn't, it's not a quick thing for it to not be something that we're connected to, but the work is, is required. You have to keep um, in, like just infusing yourself with, I'm a sexual being. Sex feels good. It is okay for me to explore and see what I like. It's okay for me to explore and find out what I don't like. But right. it's my body and it's my choice, and if it is consensual, it is all right. Oh, well, that's a great way to end this show. Um, That that really was. You said it all in a nutshell. I mean, that was beautiful. And the thing is, people need to understand to be their authentic self. Um, And people also need to start to say that, you know, the double standard needs to go away. It just really does. It just really needs to go away. So with that being said, um, this was a great episode. Yes, and we are also going to go away, but only for one week. So, <laughs> with that, we'll share with you. Au revoir. Au revoir, but tune in tonight at 7 p.m. on Anchor, Spotify, YouTube, and Apple Podcasts. Um, and we just want to say just DM us. Let us know what topics you want to listen to. Um, and we just want to say thank you for continuing to follow us and listen to us. Our numbers are going up, so continue to share, continue to subscribe. Um, And with that being said, um, au revoir. Au revoir.